On this episode of the Massive Agent Podcast, we're going to hear how one agent gets 75% of her business organically from YouTube. We're sitting down with Karen Carr. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Better. Oh. Have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 46 of the Massive Agent Podcast. Today is an amazing show. We have a really awesome interview. We get very tactical. We get down in the trenches. We talk specifics. So if YouTube has been an interest of yours, whether you're doing YouTube now or not, this is an amazing interview for you from somebody who I really look up to and respect in the video game, Karen Carr. She's an agent down in Savannah, Georgia with Keller Williams, the Georgia Coast Homes team at Keller Williams. She's done an amazing job on YouTube over the last year and a half. She's built her business up to where organically she gets like 75% of her business organically from YouTube. That's huge. So we're going to hear how she does it. And you're going to learn a lot on how you can do better with your video game uh, because this, uh, look, if you can get, if you can get 5% of your business organically from YouTube, that's worth exploring, right? So stay tuned for this one. This is such a cool interview. Now I realized last week on the show, I didn't even introduce myself. I just, I just jumped right into it, but that that's me sometimes. For those that don't know me, if you're new to the show, I am Dustin Brome, your host. I'm a realtor in Salt Lake City, Utah. I am the founder of the Massive Agent Society and Search Salt Lake. That's my local real estate team and brand here in Salt Lake City. Um, I'm an agent with EXP. Search Salt Lake's my brand. EXP's my brokerage. And that's who I am. All right. Have you heard about Zillow Mortgage? Yeah, yeah, just just a little news update for you guys. Now I know so much of this industry freaks out and loses their mind about Zillow. And last episode was about Zillow and how it's really not the company to fear. Well, Zillow is now a mortgage company because they just completed about a week ago. I think exactly a week ago from when this when this episode comes out, they just completed their acquisition of Mortgage Lenders of America. And Zillow has said, we're not going to call them that anymore. We're going to do a little rebrand. So look forward to Zillow Mortgage coming in 2019. Even with that, even with Zillow now owning and becoming a mortgage company, so they can directly offer mortgages to consumers. And right now they say they're going to offer them in the instant offers process. But you know, that's just where they start. So expect Zillow to become a full-on mortgage company. That's just what it is. Even with that, I still don't think they're the biggest company to fear. The last episode with Jason Cassidy, where we talk about Open Door and Amazon and Facebook, that's what you guys need to be paying attention to. Amazon, Open Door, Zillow. Yeah, Zillow's causing some. They're screwing some shit up, right? They're they're messing with some people's bottom line. They're taking some business away from from others. But guess what? They're still small fry. They're still small potatoes. Yeah, Zillow Mortgage is now a thing. They are a mortgage company for some perspective on why I still don't think Zillow is that big of a deal, or at least not the biggest deal. Go back to last week, episode 45, listen to that interview with Jason Cassidy. I think it's pretty eye-opening. I've had some great um, some great feedback from it, and you know, some some people got their panties all in a bunch because they just can't they can't go an hour without professing their hatred for Zillow. 
And those people naturally didn't like it because it wasn't uh, just a hit piece on Zillow and anything short of that they don't like. But guess what? I'm a I'm a thinker. I'm a fair-minded, common-sense guy. And so Zillow's not wrong 100% of the time. Sorry, they're just not. So I'm going to include a link to an article in the show notes that gives you all the info you need about Zillow Mortgage, what that looks like, what they're planning on doing, what we know right now. A lot of it we don't quite know yet because this acquisition of Mortgage Lenders of America just closed. And so they're going to be rolling it out. We can just kind of like anticipate what's coming. So go to the show notes on massiveagentpodcast.com and look for the link to this article from Housing Wire that uh, gives all the info. And before we get into the, to the interview, I mean, th- this interview today is, is great because I'm seeing like with this Zillow mortgage thing and market conditions changing all around the country and, and just like this, I'm starting to see this real sense of fear in the real estate industry. Uh, I do a lot of coaching, private coaching, uh, you know, in the massive agent society and the snap pack Facebook group. And uh, so I, I interact with a lot of agents. There's I'm seeing a real growing fear about a bunch of different things, market conditions, technology companies disrupting, um, interest rates rising, like, you know, all this stuff. And not to mention like consumer attention is changing what society and and consumers pay attention to, uh, what they're receptive to that's all changing. And so I think, I think agents and loan officers are starting to realize that they need to, they need to figure out their own lead generation yesterday. If you're not already figuring out how to get your own leads, you're going to be in huge trouble. So that's why I think this interview today about YouTube and how you can use video and YouTube specifically to get organic leads, not not leads that you're buying from Zillow or Realtor or Homes.com or any of the other garbage lead gen companies, but these are leads that are they reach out after they've decided that they're going to hire you. You've heard this on many of my previous episodes, but that's the beauty in content marketing. These, these people, they become fans of yours, if you will. They, they get to know you, like you, and trust you through video and through your content. So when, when they reach out to you, they've already decided that you're their agent. They've already decided you're their loan officer. And Karen's going to tell her story about how that's worked for her and how that's been very, very true for her as well. But guys, I'm, because of all this fear out there, I, even though I, I started this podcast back in January... I launched the Massive Agent Society in May of 2018 to to give people who want to take lead generation into their own hands, give them the ability to do it because agents struggle all the time with, what do I do as far as Facebook ads? Like I know I should do Facebook ads and I know how to do one, but I don't have a clue what to do. Just tell me what ad to run and I'll run it. And then, you know, give me some support and coaching uh, ongoing so that I know how to make it better and then do some retargeting and all of that. That's what I did the society for because I know lead generation is is absolutely paramount right now, especially right now. I don't know. I feel recharged. I feel re, re-energized and, and refocused, if you will, on my mission to help as many agents as possible learn how to take lead gen into their own hands. It's, it, it's so huge. It's so important to me because I know how bad I personally struggled and how my family struggled when I didn't have business. When I was struggling to bring, uh, to bring clients in, we were struggling and I'm not going to get into all the specifics of it more than I already have on the show, but guys, it was bad. Okay. Like it, my family was almost destroyed because 
I did not, I had not yet mastered lead generation. So when I took it into my own hands and had full control over success or failure, that's when I skyrocketed. That's when my business took off. That's what changed everything. And so being that, that I've been on the other side, I know what it's like to struggle and not know where your next paycheck's coming from and have kids and mouths to feed. That's why that, that really helps fuel me. And with the market conditions changing, I don't know if it's, if it's cooling off or if it's going to correct, we go into a recession, we crash, or maybe we just take a breather and go back up. I don't know. But nonetheless, with all these companies coming in like Zillow and Open Door and Amazon that's, that's already in the mortgage game, we have no idea what we're going to wake up to tomorrow morning that's going to change everything. Tomorrow morning, we might learn something ha- has happened. Someone's done something. A new technology exists. Uh, a company has bought another one that changes everything. And all of a sudden, our source of lead gen, if we weren't in control of it, is gone. That's not okay with me. Okay. Now, I can only lead a horse to water and provide the water, but I can't make you drink. That's completely up to you. So if you're listening to this podcast, I think you're one of those people who's, a, who's going to take control over, over your own life. You're in the right place. And this is definitely the right episode for you. So today I'm sitting down with Karen Carr. She's been an agent for about what I think she said 13 or 14 years. She's down in Savannah, Georgia, and she gets 75% of her, of her business from YouTube videos organically. So she's going to tell us how to do it, how to make your YouTube videos better, how to get started, what kind of equipment to use, all that stuff. And I'm so grateful to Karen for sitting down with us today and really diving deep, deep into YouTube and video because you guys are going to learn a lot from this. So let's get started. All right, guys, I'm sitting here with Karen Carr with the Georgia Coast Homes team at Keller Williams, YouTube star, world famous, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Karen, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for asking me to do this. I'm really excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you know, we both have Easy Agent Pro websites and, you know, through the Facebook group they have, I've kind of been seeing what you're doing from afar. And I know that you've really uh, done a lot of business lately with YouTube. And so YouTube is one of those topics that a lot of people are interested in, but don't know much about how to do well. And I thought you'd be a great person to speak to that today. First off, so you you get 75% of your business roughly from your YouTube videos, right? Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? That is crazy. But it's true. That's amazing. Where does the other 25 come from? Uh, Agent referrals, the occasional sign call, random internet leads. Like today I got a lead from realtor.com where I I don't know how they found me on realtor.com because I don't buy leads. It just came in my inbox. So stuff like that. Yeah, but I don't do any cold calling. I hate calling FISBOs and expireds. I don't mind door knocking, but when it's 100 degrees and 100% humidity, no, that's not fun. Sheesh. No, that's not even fun to hear about. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, thanks. I'm with you. I don't do do the door knocking, the cold calling, any of that stuff anymore. It's not the most effective use of your time. It's just not. No, it's not. I mean, if I go door knocking for two hours and I'm lucky to speak to three or four people, that's not a good use of your time, in my opinion. Right. And these days, whenever somebody's doorbell rings, they go like dive and hide behind the couch right. and, and cower in the corner. They're like, what's, what's yeah. going on? Nobody wants their doorbell ringing. Nobody wants somebody at their doorstep uninvited or unannounced, right? Like, Right, right. So it's going to be working less and less and less moving forward too. So that's why content marketing is so key. And if, if you guys have been listening to this show for more than a week or two, 
you know that I'm constantly talking about content marketing and video is a huge, huge, huge part of that. And that's why I'm so stoked to have Karen here to talk about how she uses video specifically on YouTube to get 75% of her business. So Karen, let's, let's back up all the way back. How did you first get started as a realtor? Tell us real quick about your journey from being born, I guess, or, or getting your license. <laughs> Maybe let's not do that whole thing. Oh, yeah, but... Let's talk for like the next seven hours. Well, it's funny. I was living in Salt Lake City. I went to the University of Utah. I lived there for 17 years, but I was not licensed. And my husband and I got married, had a baby, and then he was transferred to Northern California. So my plan was I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. And about a day and a half after getting to Northern California, I realized that we were never going to buy a house there on one income. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we sold our house in Salt Lake for like 185000 and then we got to California, and the median price was like four fifty. So I decided I would get my real estate license because I thought what everybody thinks. So I'll sell like one house a month and I'll make a million dollars and it'll be so easy. Mm -hmm. I still think that. Oh, it's awesome, isn't it? And so, so so that was 2005. And, you know, the first year I sold a handful of houses, same the second year I was putting my resume out there thinking I was going to go back to corporate America. And then I kind of stumbled into REO listings. And then in 2008, I sold like 73 transactions by myself with no team. So I went from doing no business to doing 70 something. And it was crazy. But I never did any prospecting, right? Because when you're an REO listing agent, you just wake up and you check your email and they say, here's your new listing. And there was one day Mm -hmm. when I got four listings the same day. Wow. So that's what I do for the next, I don't know, seven years or so. And then my mom and dad live in Savannah. And one day we just decided they're getting older. We never see them. They only see their grandkids once or twice a year. We really should move back east. So we just bit the bullet and decided we were going to move. We ended up going to Hilton Head, South Carolina, which was about an hour away from where they lived. And I really honestly thought all I had to do was change all of my zip codes in my REL platforms. And okay, give me my leads. Give me my listings. And I didn't get any listings the first month. I didn't get any listings the second month. I didn't get any listings the third month. And I started to totally panic because I thought, I don't know how to prospect. I've never had to prospect. My very first brokerage was one that gave me leads. And then I fell into REO. So now here it is. You know, I've been working with this brokerage for several months. I'm not making any money. I got money going out, no money coming in. I started door knocking. I started doing open houses. I started doing all that stuff that I don't like because I had to do something. And then I was uh, farming, you know, mailing postcards and doing all that kind of stuff. Didn't sell a single house. And then my husband got transferred again. So we went to Atlanta after we'd only been in, in South Carolina for a year, maybe 14 months. And I thought, okay, I can't, I can't do that again. Like if I'm going to be working here, I got to have money coming in. And that's when I discovered content marketing. So I was reading the Easy Agent Pro blog going, this sounds awesome. This is what I'm going to do. And I began blogging and I was having great success with blogging. And then I read that if you put a YouTube video in the blog post, it will help the blog post rank higher because Google owns YouTube and Google loves Google. So if you have a Google video in a Google blog post, it's just going to help the whole thing perform better, which it did. Right. Then we decided to move yet again because apparently that's what we do. So we moved to Savannah 
And not like, like five days after we got here, I got the phone call that like changed everything for me when he said, I found your YouTube channel. I feel like I know you already because I've been watching all of your videos. My wife and I are going to sell our house in New York. We want to move to Georgia. Will you help us? And I just had this epiphany of ding, ding, ding. You don't know me, but I feel like I know you because I've been watching all your videos. That's so, so huge. How yeah. long ago was that? That was a year and a half ago. Year and a half. Awesome. And yep. so how long have you, had you been licensed prior to that? Did you say uh, like, well, like 10 years see, or so? 2000, yeah, 2005. So what am I? I'm like in my 14th year now. And so we yep. moved to Savannah in June of 2017. So I guess the, the question I have is, so where are you moving next? Yeah, I'm not. I've told him like, if you're, if you get another job, bye. Right. <laughs> nice knowing you. <laughs> well, that's so, that's crazy because reading Easy Agent Pro's blog is what got me going into content marketing too, which yes. changed everything for me. Everything. Absolutely everything. So, And I also have cool. to give kudos to you because you wrote that killer blog post moving to Salt Lake. And I remember reaching out to you and saying, dude, I'm totally stealing this idea. And you said, go for it. And I wrote that for my Atlanta market, uh, you know, a similar blog post, the same idea. And I was in a, a teeny tiny suburb, like an hour outside of, of Atlanta. I wasn't like in the city itself. And I was still getting business from that. So then when I moved here and I made a moving to Savannah blog post and a moving to Savannah video, that is a huge part of all of my inbound leads. Nice. Yeah. Th that moving to wherever you're at article, video, or ideally both is so huge. And I haven't done a video yet for mine. I think that's the next step. Kind of, you should. I, I yeah. posted mine in July of last year and it's had something like 7,000 organic views. Oh, fantastic. Well, and, and like you said, by having a YouTube link embedded in your blog post, it helps your blog post rank better for numerous reasons. Yeah. Google likes YouTube, but it increases the time people spend on your page, which is a right. huge metric that Google looks at when they're deciding, you know, where do we rank this page? Right. So that's a big deal. Yeah. So people can find the blog post. And then if they watch the video and they click on it and they go over to the YouTube channel and start watching more, then it just really accelerates the whole no like and trust factor. It works with blogging, but it just takes longer. And if you're doing it through video, it happens much, much faster. Absolutely. That's why uh Snapchat was so huge. That's why Instagram stories is so huge. Video in general is huge because people can see you. They see it. It's the next best thing to talking to you face to face. It's so effective. Like you said, that very first call, that guy was like, I feel like I know you already by yeah. watching a video. I know it's crazy. And, and there, we still have agents who don't do video because they're nervous. You know, they're, they're scared and nervous, which I appreciate and I get, but look what's on the other side. If you push through that. Like, exactly. My God. I mean, my, my moving to Savannah video, it was like a million degrees outside and I was all sweaty and I don't even think I put makeup on that day. And I recorded the video anyway. And now when I go back and watch it, I'm mortified that I look so <laughs> crappy on camera, but you know what? It brings me so many deals. People don't care. People don't care that I didn't have a stitch of makeup on that day, that we need to just get over ourselves. Like if somebody doesn't hire right. me based on what I look like, then screw them. I don't want to work with them anyway. Right. Exactly. I'm such a firm believer that you attract the, you attract the people that you should attract. You attract when you're doing content marketing the right way. So people can actually get to know you your, and your personality, you attract the right people. And so absolutely it, it, and then you enjoy the business more. You don't have these, you don't have as many, 
nightmare clients that you hear so many other agents have, when somebody already knows who you are and knows your personality before they reach out to hire you, I mean, they already know who you are. So, right. you know, and if they, if there's something about your personality, like with mine, you know, like I'm, I can be abrasive at times and some people don't like my sarcasm and whatever, they're not going to call me. And then I don't, I don't have to work with them and avoid all exactly. those problems. And there's no rejection because they just didn't call you, but you didn't know they didn't call you. So right. it's fine. Right. Exactly. Let's, let's talk a little bit about how, um, how you're using YouTube and give some tips to people who want to start, maybe people who are doing video right now, but they could be doing it a lot more effectively. And I'd put sure. myself in that category. There's a lot of, a lot of things I'm leaving on the table with video. And so let, yeah, let's fill in some of those holes. I think that'd be awesome. Um, so first off, do you monetize your videos and did, did YouTube's change in monetization rules back in January affect you at all? They did. So I am not eligible for monetization yet. I do have over a thousand subscribers, but I don't have 4,000 hours of watch time. So I don't monetize my videos for that reason, or just not able to yet. When I hit that point, I probably will. I mean, heck, if they want to give me a hundred bucks a month or something in, in monetization, all right, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. But, but I don't know. Um, I look at YouTube as it's a video version of a blog post. So I'm going to do keyword research up front. I'm going to then make the video based on what my keyword should be. And I'm not picking a keyword that doesn't get any traffic. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get a, a pick a keyword that gets 30 searches a month. I'm trying to pick something that gets enough search volume to make it worth going after, but that there is not so much competition that it's going to be really hard to rank for. Now, when you're doing this keyword research, are you just using Google's keyword tool or does YouTube have its own? YouTube does not have its own. There are tools that you can use, and one of them is called TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E, TubeBuddy. One's called Morning Fame. I actually use a uh, Chrome plugin called Keywords Everywhere, where anything that you type in the Google search bar, it will show you what the search volume is. So it's not specific to YouTube. It's more... Google searches, and let's face it, a Google search is not identical to a YouTube search, but they're pretty darn similar. Right. What was that plugin again? Keywords Everywhere. Keywords Everywhere, and that's a Chrome plugin? Chrome and Firefox, too, I think. Oh, nice. Cool. And then uh, TubeBuddy, I've heard of that. I've heard, of, And that helps you do thumbnail images and all that stuff, too, right? Yeah, TubeBuddy. yeah. Cool. Um, all right, so you're before you do a piece of content, you're looking at... Is this, is this topic even worth doing a video about? Um, right. But that's with the goal in mind of, you know, I'm going to get business from this video. Um, so you want to find a video that people are, are going to watch because they're searching for those keyword terms. And if they're searching on Google, they're going to search on YouTube too. Right. And I kind of get in a, in a debate with people that are all into Facebook video all the time because Facebook video you're, it, it's a whole different strategy. And what mm -hmm. works on Facebook is not necessarily going to work on YouTube. My YouTube videos are like 95% about real estate. That would go over like a lead balloon on Facebook. But on YouTube, they're right. searching for it. Yep. They're searching for how much do I need for a down payment. They're searching for uh, how do I stage my home on a budget. So my, my whole channel is real estate related with the odd thing of like, the five best restaurants to get shrimp and grits, but the majority of them are about real estate. So trying to find the keyword that's getting a lot of traffic, but not a lot of competition, then you go make your video around that keyword. 
And um, one of the things I think that trips people up is they make the video all about themselves. They spend way too much time talking about themselves. People don't care on YouTube. They just want to know what's in it for me. So if I Googled, how do I stage my home when I have no money? Like, I don't want to hire a professional stager. How can I do it myself? Give them the tips. And at the very end, have some little call to action. Like, if you still need help, click this link, go to my website, download my free thing. You've got some sort of free download that will help them out. And then you'll capture their information as well. But you don't talk about how you're a top producer and you've got this designation and this award and blah, blah, blah for the first minute and a half of the video because they'll never get past the first 20 seconds. They'll just hit the back button and watch something else. Well, and that's where YouTube and Facebook are so similar is even though even though on YouTube people are actively searching for whatever the topic is and Facebook they're not, um, you still have to capture their attention quickly because yes. if they click on your video and it, and you just go into your bio for a minute and a half, they're gone. Right. Yeah. So you want to get to the point quickly, give them the information that they're looking for. By all means, show your personality, because just like what you were saying earlier, we attract people like us. And if they like the personality that they're seeing on the video, then they're going to watch the next video and the next video and subscribe to your channel. And and what is your channel, your channel called? <laughs> it, I thought long and hard about this name, uh, Karen Carr Real Estate. Ooh, I like it. I know, oh. so catchy. Well, you know what? I had it named with, um, I think it was something like Atlanta Area Realtor, but then I moved. And so I thought I'm not going to do that again because God forbid if I move again, then I have to rename my channel. So this time I just went with the, the good old name. So Karen Carr Real Estate. And that's an important point because normally I would tell people to not make it about themselves and make it about the area. But right. the danger then is if you then do move, yeah, all of that's just gone. Like, right. like if search Salt Lake, my company, if all of a sudden I move to Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, you know, sure. Yep. I can still run the business and, but it's not going to be me. So right. consider that. Like if you see yourself moving in a couple of years, yeah, maybe you do make it about you, the realtor or, you know, your real estate team or whatever. So yeah, that's a good point. Now you mentioned Facebook being a different animal. Let's dive into that a little more because I think that's a very uh, – that's a great point because I, – and I always advocate if you're going to be doing video, do it on YouTube and Facebook, but both platforms are so different that you kind of have to know the language and the culture and the expectations of the viewer on each platform. So could you dive a little bit into the difference between you, uh, yeah, between YouTube and Facebook? Sure. Well, on Facebook and – in my in my head, this is how it makes sense to me. The people that are seeing your videos on Facebook are already connected to you in some way. They're either a personal friend, they're a coworker, they're family, they've liked your business page, they know of you. Whereas on YouTube, most of the traffic that you're getting is cold. They've never heard of you before until they Googled whatever they Googled and they found your video. So on Facebook, you're not talking about real estate all the time because people don't go on Facebook saying, I wonder how much I need for a down payment. That's not what they're looking for. So you're going to be talking a lot more community focused stuff like, uh, I don't know, there's a bacon festival going on downtown this week and we went and did a review about it or, you know, this is something cool that's happening in our area, but it's really not real estate related because I don't think that's going to get very many views at all. Whereas on YouTube, it's all SEO. Like we are making our content strategy for YouTube with the sole purpose of SEO 
you know, being what drives traffic to the channel. Fantastic. Yeah. And you're right. On Facebook, people are not actively searching for like moving to Savannah. Right. But now if you if you upload your video and of course, everybody knows by now, if you're going to be putting video on Facebook, don't post your YouTube link, upload the video directly and caption it. Put captions on it. Go to Rev.com. They'll caption it for a dollar a minute. YouTube has a free one, but then you have to manually do it. I think it's better to just pay um, and then they upload it directly. But that's just that's just like the the barrier to entry with Facebook video. Like it has to be uploaded directly. You have to put captions on it, but then you have to put it in front of people who are actually going to be interested. So, I mean, you can boost it. You could you could turn it into an ad. But if you don't capture their attention with the thumbnail and with with like the first 30 seconds, you're done. You know, it, so I, I think that's cool, though, that you're using YouTube uh, just the way a blogger would use Google in you're going to do a video and it's going to be based off this keyword and you're looking for organic traffic and organic leads uh, purely off of SEO. And I like that. That's a great distinction between the two platforms. Yeah, it's worked so well. I mean, when I got here, I my husband is retired Air Force, so I decided that my niche was going to be military. And if you are PCSing to an era, it means permanent change of station. That's what they call it when they transfer from one base to another. So one of the videos that I've had a ton of success with was PCSing to Hunter Army Airfield. And I just got a lead from it this morning. And they don't they don't necessarily go to your website and fill out a lead capture form or something. They just get your email address or they text you or they call you and say, we're PCSing to Savannah, found your information. That was super helpful. Can you help us buy our first house? So you really are trying to be strategic with the title of the video. And that's another mistake I see people um they will put their video up there and it's called, you know, Karen's vlog episode 34. No one will ever, ever, ever search for Karen's vlog episode 34. And then you don't understand why you have 12 views on their video. Mm-hmm. It's because you did not call it anything that would show up in a search result. Right. Like a blog post, you wouldn't call your blog post, you know, Karen's third article ever. <laughs> right. Know? Right. Yeah. Dumb. You're right. You have to be just like you're writing a blog post, you have to think about the topic, aka the keyword, and put it into your title. And then let's talk about YouTube descriptions, because there's a lot of differing opinions out there about what should go into your description and tags and hashtags. Um, School us here, Karen. Let us know how to do that the right way. Well, in your description, you're going to have your keyword again, and then maybe a couple variations of the keyword. So if it is, I don't know, PCSing to Hunter Army Airfield, I might also say uh, moving to Hunter Army Airfield or being transferred to Hunter or something along that line. So that when you're putting this information on YouTube, you are giving YouTube as much information as to what this thing is about so it knows who to serve this video up to when they do a search. So we're just trying to help the YouTube, we're, we're giving it as much metadata as possible, right? So that YouTube understands what the topic of the video is. Some people like to put the entire transcription in the description box, and I don't think that that is harmful in any way. I personally don't, because I'm like, well, then they probably won't watch the video. They're just gonna read through it and skim it and then hit the back button, go watch something else. So I personally do just maybe a paragraph or two summarizing what the video is going to be about. If I have any sort of lead capture thing. So 
in this particular video, I might say something. So now you know everything you need to know if you are PCSing to Savannah, but do you know anything about buying a house using your VA entitlement? No problem, click this link, download my free guide on how to buy a house with a VA loan. And then when they click the link, they go to my website, they fill out their information, the rest is history. So I'll put the link in the description down below. And then tags, tags are not like Instagram tags. It's not gonna be hashtag real estate, hashtag realtor life. We want it to be hashtag PCSing to Savannah, PCSing to Hunter Army Airfield. They're actually very long tail keywords that I put in the tags. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so are people searching hashtags on YouTube? No, not really. I mean, they they just came out with a new um, functionality. It was probably two months ago where they can search hashtags. But I think it's more for if somebody is on their phone and they're watching a video and that hashtag pops up, if they click on it, everything else will just pop up automatically. I don't think they're necessarily searching by the hashtag. I think they're just making it easily clickable to find other stuff that's in the same category. Gotcha. So just an, an additional way of discovery, which is yes. awesome. I mean, that's, that's good. Yeah. Cool. And, and how many hashtags should you use and where do you put them? So there's a section called tags and you're just putting, and it's not necessarily a hashtag. It's more like a keyword, like an alternate keyword. And mm -hmm. I typically do between five and 10 per video. Not so many that YouTube's going to go, okay, wait a minute. I thought you said this video was about moving to Savannah, but now you're giving me a tag of selling a house for you know more money. And that doesn't make sense. So now it doesn't know who your target audience is. So you just don't show up high in the search results. I try to do five, no more than 10 that are very specific to that video. Nice. Cool. And then, um, I think personally, I think the thumbnail is probably the most important thing that you could do because it's what visually captures somebody. What can you tell us about thumbnails? And do you even agree with that? Is it the most important thing you could do or top three? Like, what do you think about the thumbnails? I would definitely say it's in the top three. It's huge. I mean, when you do a search on YouTube and they show you all of the search results, which one are you going to click on? The one that has a really great title and the one that has a really great thumbnail. So if you can have both, then you're golden. Right. And the, the more clicks you get, the more views you're going to get, the more opportunity you have to move up higher in the search results. But if they don't click on your thumbnail because it was just a still from the video, then you're never going to be in the first place to rank because you didn't get enough views. No, nobody was looking at it. Right. So I, I definitely think you need to have a great looking custom thumbnail. I make mine in Canva. You can make them in PicMonkey. You don't have to use Adobe Photoshop or anything like that. I have kind of a standard template that I use every week. And then all I do is go in and change the text and change the photo. And it takes me 15 minutes. And do you think it's important to have consistency of design between all your thumbnails? Yes, I do. I think that you need to have a consistent color scheme and a consistent layout because it's the visual reinforcement of your brand. So when somebody sees that, they're like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I've watched a whole bunch of his videos before. Nice. And so Canva, uh, I know there's a bunch of like thumbnail creator apps and stuff out there. Um, it, I would encourage everybody, if you're, if you're going to be really devoting some time and effort into YouTube, go and just start looking through YouTube and, and notice what catches your eye. 
what do those thumbnails look like that catch your eye? Because I don't know about you, but I I go through YouTube like I like I shop for wine. Like if it has a, a cool label, I get that wine. <laughs> that is the perfect analogy. And I used to say judging a book by its cover. And then I thought about the wine label. And I thought, oh, no, do other people do that? Do they look based on the label? I totally do. If it doesn't have a good label, I'd go right past it. And yeah. that's, I think, a perfect analogy. Now, the, the label's key. I mean, there's one that I like called Three Blind Moose because I think it's cool that it's called Three Blind <laughs> Moose. And I don't I have no idea what it, what the wine's all about or anything it because I'm not a wine guy. I just think it has a cool label and a cool name and you know so I get it and that's kind of what I do on YouTube is if the thumbnail gets my attention and there's a bunch of different psychological reasons that happens but start getting in tune with that and figuring out what's going on then you can start doing thumbnails yourself that um, that also grab attention yep and you can look at thumbnails from people that are not real estate agents so go out and look at people that are I don't know YouTube trainers or lawyers or whoever and and just look at other industries thumbnails and see what jumps out at you and then if you want to kind of come up with a similar design that's fine it's not like you're plagiarizing their thumbnail right karen do you what do you use to film the videos do you use your smartphone or do you have a, a fancy camera now I have a camera. I would not say it's fancy. It's a totally entry-level camera. But for the first year and, I don't know, four months, I used my iPad. And the only reason I used my iPad instead of my phone was because the screen is bigger and I can see it from across the room easier. And so I, because <laughs> nice. I'm old and I need reading glasses. So I had an iPad on a tripod. I film in my home office. I have a couple of cheap lights that I put on either side and then I bought like a $20 microphone. I did not have expensive stuff at all. I've upgraded a little bit over time, but even so, like right now I'm talking into a $30 microphone. It's not like it's crazy expensive. What's funny too is like I understand wanting to do things right from the start and thinking that you need all this fancy equipment. I get a lot of questions about podcasting equipment because there's some people out there that spend thousands on podcasting shit because that's what it is. You don't need it. Like, right. Uh, my mic was a hundred bucks and that's by far the most expensive piece of equipment I have. I think I spent like 150 total on everything and, and that's what I use. And so video, I've seen a lot of awesome YouTube content where somebody's sitting in their car vlogging on their iPhone and it looks great. Like there's a, there's a realtor. I think her name is like Jessica Riffle Edwards or something. That's her in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. She films yeah. all of them in her car with no equipment whatsoever. And she's got like 15,000 subscribers. Yeah, it's amazing. And I, I imagine she gets a lot of business from those because it's all educational. And yep. because she, I don't think she does it on Facebook because people would tune her out because it's all real estate. But on YouTube, it works because that's what people are looking for. I agree. Awesome. So do you have any – I want to wrap it up with, with talking about how somebody can get started YouTubing if they aren't doing video at all. And then uh, we've kind of already been giving tips on what people who are already YouTubing or doing video, what they can do. Uh, mm -hmm. What tips do you have for, for gaining subscribers? Because everybody wants that number to get as big as possible. That's right. Well, you have to be consistent. You can't make two videos this week and then none next week and then one the third week. You've got to pick a schedule and say, I'm going to post once a week or twice a week or whatever it's going to be. And you have to be consistent with it. And YouTube will reward you for your consistency. If you are putting out good content, 
and you are being served up in the search results higher and higher and higher every week because your stuff is getting better, people are naturally going to subscribe because you're showing up high in the search results and your content is good. Now, the first few videos you make, they're going to suck. There is no getting around it. We all, we all were terrible at the beginning. That's just how it is. So Mm -hmm. you just got to practice. And the only way you get better is by practicing. Absolutely. You know, just know, maybe don't do your, your, most aggressive keyword for the very first video, maybe start with something that gets fewer searches so that you can be practicing. And then as you get better, okay, now I'm ready to go for that one that gets 800 searches a month. Now I'm ready to go for something because I have a little more practice. I've got some, you know, I've been doing this a while. I feel a little bit better, but that that really, there's just no good answer except you got to just start doing it. There's no way to learn. There's no way to know how to improve if you've don't have anything to improve on. Like, exactly. You've got to start doing it. I, I constantly harp harp on this all the time with my with my private coaching clients and my EXP team and everybody that they want to go and do, start doing something, but they're you know. And I I understand this because I used to do the same thing. This analysis paralysis and this yeah. this this holding on to well, I want it to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect ever. And so you've got to start. And then you'll know, okay, the first video sucked. Here's what I can do better the next one. Then you do the second one. Then, okay, that was a little better, but still sucked. I can now change these things and do better. And I think that's great advice, Karen, where if you're going to do like the moving to your town one and you want that to be your pillar piece of content, don't do that as your first video. Um, Maybe like do like a dozen or so before just to kind of warm up to it so you can know how to make it better. Right. And that's another thing that I like to do is I try to make every video a little bit better than the one that came before. So when I first started, I didn't know anything about editing whatsoever. And there was very little editing. And then I started trying to figure out, okay, how do I put in a cool graphic? How do I, I don't know, have some text fly across the screen? And and you're trying to make each one a little bit better than the one before. And then after you've done at least one a week for a year, you're like, holy cow, I am so much better than I was when I first started. Right. What do you use to edit? I use iMovie. It came free with my computer. You do all that with iMovie? Yep. Nice. Nice. Yep. I downloaded Final Cut Pro, the three free 30-day trial. I'm trying to learn it right now. It is kicking my ass. And I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to stay with iMovie. It's too hard to learn something brand new now. Well, it, I'm, that's what they make movies with, for God's sakes. Like, right. Like full-length motion pictures. Yes. And so it's crazy complicated with all the bells and whistles. And guys, 99.9% of you have no business with a program like that. Unless you, unless it's intuitive to you and you already know it, sure, yes, but you don't need to learn Final Cut Pro and you don't need what Adobe Premiere Pro. Adobe Premiere, nope. You don't need that uh, because it's so complicated. And when when you jump in trying to do what the pros do, it could be so complicated that it prevents you from ever doing anything. You could quit. You could give up because you're like, I'll never learn this program. So exactly. And I really feel like the people that are watching your videos don't care about any of that stuff. If they're thinking about moving to your area and you're telling them all of the important things that they would need to know when they're getting there, do they care that it's going to win an Oscar for its editing? No, they don't care. They just want to see your face and hear your voice and start to feel like they know you. So when they finally pick up the phone and call you, they are 
like they've already decided that they're going to hire you. They're not interviewing several different agents at this point, which is my favorite, favorite thing about YouTube. 100%. By the time, yeah. by the time they reach out to call you, they've already decided that you're the one and there is like zero conversion that needs to go on. The only time it does not convert is if they decided not to move after all. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And not one person that I've ever done business with has said, you know, I almost didn't hire you because your editing skills were lacking. You know, that's just silly. That's <laughs> totally something that we think of in our own heads that has no basis in reality. Exactly. Yeah. It's not it's not the text flying across the screen that's gonna get somebody to be like, Oh, you know what? I think I think she's the agent for me because right. of that freaking text transition. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I really think too. Uh, it, now it's tempting, like you said, as you as you move forward, you try to learn how to do some different editing techniques and do stuff. That's fine, but guys, there's something even more effective for uh, for being authentic, uh, letting somebody get to know you, like you, and trust you faster and more effectively when you do screw up, like. I mean, shit, Karen just dropped something in the background and we're just, we keep on rolling, you know, like she's tipping stuff over in the office. <laughs> that was My husband came home and shut my office door. I'm like, really? Could that have been any louder? Thanks, son. <laughs> hey, honey, slams the door. Nice. <laughs> but see that, that kind of stuff. And on video, if like, you know, you're kind of walking around and you, you lose your train of thought or whatever, which happens to me all the time. Cause that's just who I am. And it, like right now, I'm losing my train of thought talking about the train of thought that I could lose. <laughs> squirrel. It, well, the most frequent guest on the show is, of course, right? the the squirrel. Yes. But it, it's authentic. People can relate to it if it's super polished and you and it seems like it's a piece on the, the evening news. They can't relate to that because you seem scripted and you seem fake. But if you're real and you just start filming and it's shaky and, you know, uh, a truck comes by and starts honking and ruins everything, but you, <laughs> but you keep it in the video, people can relate to that and you become that much more likable. So just go do it. And all the stuff you think is going to be bad, all the stuff you think will hurt is actually helping you in content marketing. That's, that's what's so amazing about content marketing. Yep. Agreed. That has, I get that comment over and over and over again. My videos are kind of goofy and then I put a bunch of bloopers at the end. And every time I meet somebody, that's what they say. If we just really like that you are quirky and you're silly and you're goofy and you seem like somebody that we would like to work with because you're really down to earth. I think when these you know, luxury agents drive up in their Lamborghini wearing their thousand dollar suit. The people can't really relate to that. I mean, maybe if you're selling a $3 million house, you can, but for the average consumer, they can't relate to your perfection. But if you're just yourself and one of the first videos I did, um, I live in a neighborhood that's still being built out. And so we had trucks going up and down and there was a cement mixer and I, I left it in the video. I was like, ah, oh, awesome. There's a guy next door with a chainsaw. He's sawing wood. Doot, 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 doot. And I played like the Jeopardy doot, 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 doot theme. And I left it in there because it was funny. And people like that. They, they like the funny part of it. Even though you're educating them, if you can be entertaining as well, they love it. I love how you mentioned the bloopers because you're right. I love when, when there's bloopers at the end of a video. It, they're funny. And, and there's something that happens subconsciously when you're watching, like, let's say I'm watching Karen's video and the bloopers come and she, she screws up or she swears or, you know, drops something on her foot or whatever happens that endears her to me or me to her. No, you to me, whatever. (laughs) 
English well. major, I am not. I'm only a <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> but that that makes that endears you to me, and and then there's that connection where you're likable, and so I can't emphasize that enough. That's why I'm still beating this horse because it's so key. Just start doing the video, just do it. And, Amen, brother. Yeah. Now, didn't we meet on Snapchat back in the day? I think we officially met from Easy Agent Pro because when I was signing okay. up for their site, they used your site as an example of somebody that's killing it and I should go watch. Uh, but I think in Snappack was probably the next place. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think it's so key that like, to, to practice being comfortable in front of the camera, Snapchat and Instagram stories is so huge. Uh, even though I don't really – I don't do Snapchat anymore. I focus on Instagram stories. Like I hate to say it, but I just don't do Snapchat anymore, even though they're the ones who kind of brought me to the dance. Like Snapchat changed everything for me, but there's just no attention there anymore, really. But that all the time I spent on Snapchat got me comfortable in front of the camera, comfortable talking, helped me become a little bit more articulate, even though you might argue I'm not articulate, but more so than I would have been otherwise. And and I it, like it's just practice. So if you're if you're still even after all of this and we're basically like get your ass started on video and you're still not going to just start doing it on Instagram stories practice. And then when you go do video, it's going to be more natural and you're just going to be yourself and you're not going to care if you screw up or get tongue tied or lose your train of thought like like your your host of this show. You know what I mean? <laughs> Agreed. You just got to start doing it. The more, the sooner you start, the sooner you will be over that initial hurdle and feeling like you actually know what the hell you're doing. Yes. Yes. Uh, one last question on tactics for, for videos. So the length of the video matters a great deal from what I understand, right? Because um, like if you're just doing three-minute videos, uh, doesn't YouTube take into account um, – how long people are watching videos for? They do. So watch time is huge. It's not necessarily the length of the video, but what percentage of the video they watch all the way through. So if you've got a three minute video, but they watch the whole thing, that's awesome. If you have a 10 minute video, but they only watch two minutes of it, that's not very good. I personally shoot for somewhere in the five minute range because I feel like Anything longer than that, people just don't have the attention for. So I think somewhere like four or five, six minutes is about right. And if they'll watch at least 50% of the video, then that's those are pretty good metrics for YouTube. Nice, nice. Uh, I know with, with podcasting, it's so it's kind of weird. And I've, I've heard conflicting stuff about YouTube too, and that's why I have no idea what's right. And, you know, what was right last week is probably not right today. But with podcasting... Uh, you know, a lot of these shows that have like, you know, an hour, two hour, four hours, like the Joe Rogan podcast, those shows kill it in, in the search results and are ranked better because of the amount of time people listen, even though maybe they're listening to a less percentage of the show, Apple in the podcasting uh, rankings will actually, they put more weight on the amount of time. So the longer podcasts end up doing better. I heard that about YouTube, but I, because supposedly YouTube just wants to show more ads to people. And if you give them that opportunity, they're going to reward your channel and reward your video. But if it sucks, if, I mean, if you're going to do a, how to buy a house, you can't have an hour long video on that. No one's going right. to watch it. Right. So I think it's probably somewhere in the middle. Like it depends on the content, depends on what you're doing because sure. YouTube wants to sell more ads, of course. 
but they're never going to have the chance if people only watch 5% of your video because you just dragged on. Right. Well, I've got a boatload of videos that rank at the top of the search results that were five minutes or less. So nice. That tells you that it's, you know, it doesn't have to be a 20 minute video. Nobody's, nobody's going to watch it for that long because after a while you start like, Oh, what am I going to say next? And then their attention span is just so short. So I was going to ask you what advice you have for somebody who, who hasn't even started yet, but they want to get started in video. But luckily, that's what the whole damn show has been about. That's right. Yes. So <laughs> look at that. We can just cross that one off. We've already answered it. So <laughs> rewind if you didn't quite get it yet. All right, Karen, everyone I have on the show, everyone who is a guest on the Massive Agent Podcast, I have a little rapid fire thing. It's kind of an either or. And I'm just going to throw out some stuff and you pick one or the other. And it just, it's kind of fun. It gives people a little glimpse into you and, and what's important to you. Okay. So. Um, Can you ask me a question about wine? Because that'd be awesome. About wine? Yeah. Red or white? <laughs> red. Okay. Um, let me try to figure out which what kinds of wine are red. You know, I lived in Utah for 17 years. I didn't know anything about wine until I moved to California. Hence why I don't know a damn thing about wine. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd, I'd like to. I like wine. I, th- I like Zinfandel, I think. I think that's pretty good stuff. That's red. <laughs> yeah. If you're, yes. Yes, it is. As long as you're not talking about the white Zinfandel, then yes. Uh, the Behringer white Zinfandel. No. Pink one, right. Nope. Not talking about that. Okay. Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. Instagram or Snapchat? Can I say neither? Instagram. I don't do either of them, I got to say. Oh, okay. Um, book or podcast? podcast iphone or android iphone correct answer (laughs) alexa or google home i have no experience with either i'm gonna say alexa only because i'm more familiar with it but i don't have either one yet all right the right answer and the wrong one all at the same time but that's all right (laughs) (laughs) burgers or pizza pizza new york or la new york atlanta or salt lake Atlanta. Actually, that's a tough one because I went to the U, but Atlanta's only five hours away. It's a little closer now. Nice. Apple or Samsung? Apple. Mac or PC? Mac. All the correct answers. You seeing a theme here? (laughs) I I am, and I like it. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Karen. Cool. Bubble or no bubble in the real estate market? Hmm. I don't think there's going to be a bubble. I think we're slowing down, but I don't think it's going to be what we saw in 2007. Podcast or vlog? Ooh, vlog. Big surprise. YouTube or IGTV? YouTube. YouTube or Facebook Live? YouTube. Do you do much Facebook Live? Not very much at all. Really? Yep. Do you do any stuff for IGTV? No, I don't. I really, I really felt like I'm going to pick one channel and I'm just going to nail it because there's only so many hours in the day and I don't have a team. It's just me. Actually, I just hired a buyer's agent, my very first buyer's agent, but all this time it's been only me. And I figure if I try to be a jack of all trades, then I'm going to fall off the wagon and do none of it because I don't have enough time. So I don't, I have an IG or an Instagram profile, but I never post there. I haven't done any IGTV. I'm not on Snapchat. I'm not on Twitter. I really am all in on YouTube and then a little bit on Facebook. Nice. Oh, I can't fault you for that. Makes sense. It's working for you. So there you go. Book or audio book? Book. 
Walk or run? Walk. Uber or Lyft? <laughs> Lyft. Only because I've never taken an Uber yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. And then uh, you've given us, I usually ask for one app recommendation. You've given us a lot of good ones for YouTube, but uh, what's a, a non-video related app that you really like and use a lot? Mm, Waze for traffic. Nice. There you go. I know it's boring, but I use it every day. Hey, I mean, I love the Starbucks app. Just, I mean, that's <laughs> boring, but like, I just love being able to order, walk in, grab it and bounce. So, uh, all right, Karen, where can people find you when, I mean, obviously they want to go see some examples of the videos you're doing and yeah. how you're doing it. How can they find you? How can they connect with you? Lay it all out. Okay. Uh, my Facebook business profile is Georgia Coast Homes, if they want to do that there. If you want to see an example of the videos that I'm making for consumers, just go on YouTube and go to Karen Carr Real Estate, and it's K-A-R-I-N. Thank you, Mom, for making my life so difficult. Never can get anything personalized. Um, and then I've had so many agents start calling me and sending me messages asking like how they could start doing this too, that I actually put together a whole online course. So if anybody is at all interested in taking that course, I start with what equipment do you need? How do you film? How do you feel what, or decide what you're going to talk about? How do you edit? How do you promote it? How do you ensure that it's going to get seen on YouTube, I kind of go from A to Z in the whole nine yards. So if anybody wants to do that, you can go to youtubeforagents.com. It is $397, but if they put in the coupon code MassiveAgent, Ooh. they'll get $100 off. Oh, look at that. Nice. Well, way to be generous with, with the massive My peeps. Pleasure. Love it. I, um, I love the URL too. YouTube for you. Agents. Well YouTubeforagents.com. I launched it in July. I've had about 110 people go through it so far. And since July now, I've actually had one agent who's already closed a transaction from it and probably three or four more that are getting leads from their YouTube channel just in a couple of months. So it doesn't take a long time if you are consistent with the strategy. And doing things right from, from the start, you know, it, and this is what I, even though this whole time I'm like, just start, just start and you'll learn what to do. Right. It, right. That's that's good. It's better than doing nothing. But there's there's another alternative too, and that's that's growing faster. That's learning faster. You know, cutting that that learning curve down and do, and learning from a pro right from the get go, so you can see results faster. You're gonna you're gonna learn it eventually. But the the fastest way to do it is to leverage somebody else's expertise. So I think that's cool. You put that course together, um, and that you're giving the massive agent peeps a, a discount. That's that's all, that's cool. Well, my pleasure. I, I mean, I, it's been, it's been amazing for me. I mean, it's, I can't even tell you how much it's done for my business. I'm, I'm probably getting five or six leads a week from people that say, I found you on YouTube. We're ready to sell. Can you come list my house or we're ready to buy? I'm already pre-approved. Will you help me? Or, you know, we're, we're first time buyers. We're not pre-approved yet. I don't know how any of this works, but I want to work with you specifically. And that is so different than getting a lead from Zillow where it's, Hey, I was interested in this house, but I don't really care who calls me. Just whoever calls me first is who I want to talk to with this. It's, I want to work with you and we'll go find the house later, but like I'm picking you. And then when I say, fantastic, here's my buyer brokerage agreement, please sign it. They're like, give me a pen. Yeah. When you when you really get into content marketing, what your content is doing for you while you sleep, your content is picking your ideal clients for you. 
That's what it's doing. <gasps> I so, love that. That was so well put. Yes. <laughs> if I if I was a better audio editor, I'd I'd throw in like a, a little like audio effect with that, but I'm not very good, so I won't. <laughs> so we'll just have to roll with that. Karen, I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. I learned a lot. I'm sure that that the massive agent peeps learned a lot as well. So thank you so much. And it's, it's really cool to see the success you've had through YouTube, just doing something you obviously enjoy and letting people come to you. So um, very well done. Very, very good advice. I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much for asking. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. So if you guys were like me, you were like taking a bunch of notes and, you know, you're going to go back and, and re-listen because there's so many good little tidbits, so much tactical advice on how to do better with YouTube, how to do better with video. And if you haven't started yet, guys, I, I hope you realize how attainable this is for you and why you need to start right now, why you can't wait anymore. So that was really cool of Karen to graciously give a hundred hundred bucks off her her uh, YouTube for Agents course. I didn't know she was going to be doing that. That was uh, that was cool. I'm glad that she's hooking up you you massive agents. All right, now for the announcement that I promised you. Uh, as you know, uh, a few weeks ago, Jason Frazier, the founder of the Agent Marketer, and myself, we got together to do a little collaboration and do a joint webinar where we taught people who wanted to to learn how to generate leads from Facebook and how to put together a system, a funnel, if you will, start to finish on how to do the ad, which ad to run, how to respond to the leads, how to drip on them long-term, how to convert them, right? We gave them everything. That was that webinar was a huge success. We sold out. And then as I mentioned on the last episode, we're doing another one. So we were finally, finally able to open up registration. So the next webinar is on Tuesday, November 13th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. 11 a.m. Mountain, that's 10 a.m. Pacific time. So it's all about Facebook ads retargeting, how you can remarket and retarget using the Facebook pixel, custom audiences. Because here's the key, guys. If if you're able to get leads, and we're getting amazing feedback from webinar one, like people are getting, you know, 50 leads in three days, um, you know, four leads the first day, that convert or that 50% of them they've made contact with and have meetings with. That's amazing. If you're able to, to get that, that kind of success, there's a lot of leads that come in that give crappy or bogus um, email addresses or phone numbers, right? Like that's just what happens when you're doing these people can put in whatever information they want. Sometimes they put in uh, horseshit info just to get access to whatever your ad is promising. I get it. I've done that before. I put in bogus emails cause I don't want to be bothered. But if you know how to retarget, it doesn't matter. Somebody could give you a bogus phone number and a bogus email, and you can still hit them with a second ad and a third ad and a fourth ad through retargeting. We're going to go up. This is the next step in Facebook ads. So if you guys think you know how to do Facebook ads, you've had some success, you know how to bring in leads. This is how to absolutely crush it at the next level by retargeting those who, who may have clicked on your ad before and never submitted it or those who submitted bogus info, or that just watched one of your videos, or people that visited a certain web, uh, a certain page on your website, maybe. Like maybe you just want to show an ad to somebody who went to your home value request page, and then you know that they're most likely a seller or interested in selling. We're going to show you how to do that. It takes your Facebook ads knowledge to the next level. This is happening on November 13th. That's a Tuesday at uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern time, this show's coming out on Thursday the 8th. So it is the, if you're hearing this on Thursday the 8th or a day or so after, 
It's the, the, the next Tuesday, the 13th. To register, go to leadswebinar.com, leadswebinar.com, register for the webinar and be there uh, for the live webinar. We're going to give you all the slides, all the downloads, everything that you need to know. And if you were there for the first webinar that sold out, you know how much uh, info and value we're packing. So this will be no different. It's just going to be a whole other level um, that most people don't ever go to. Most realtors and loan officers don't ever actually get to remarket. They, they don't get to the retargeting. We're going to show you how to do it and why you should and how you can really convert a hell of a lot more leads just by learning this simple technique. All right. And if you have not yet subscribed to this show on iTunes, please do. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please subscribe because then you're not going to miss any episodes. I have another interview coming up next week with Ray Wood out of Canada. Um, he is He has his own podcast, The Top Agents Playbook. And we have a lot to talk about marketing wise next week, but you don't want to miss anything. So make sure you subscribe. Then you don't have to remember to go find the podcast. It just, it's going to come and download automatically onto your, uh, onto your favorite podcasting app. You're also going to want to subscribe to, or in other words, enable our flash briefing called the Massive Agent Minute on Alexa. So if you have an Alexa device, or even if you just have the Alexa app on your phone, you don't have an Alexa device yet. You can still listen to our daily flash briefing, 60 to 90 seconds every single day, seven days a week, where I give you a tip, an insight, a story, a strategy, something uh, every single day in little tidbits. So go enable the Massive Agent Minute flash briefing on Alexa. I'd appreciate it very much. If, you, if you've been listening and you haven't left a review, please do. It helps us be seen more on the Alexa platform and reach more people and grow our audience. So I'd appreciate the hell out of you for that. And finally... Uh, you know that I am, um, or maybe you don't know if you're new to the show, I am a proud member of eXp Realty. They are my brokerage. So in Salt Lake, Search Salt Lake is my brand. That's, that's my brand that I run with, but the brokerage I'm with is eXp. eXp has been making a ton of waves in the industry, uh, rightfully so. They're, they're growing like crazy and there's, eXp is the, the first, oh, it's my second brokerage. The first time I've ever switched in eight years. There's something very special about what they're doing. There's uh, additional revenue streams possible with eXp that other brokerages do not have. I know Keller Williams, they have their own you know, revenue share and everything, but good luck trying to decipher that. And then they don't give company stock when you close your first deal or when you, you, know, you recruit an, an agent over to come join. You don't get company stock. So eXp is changing agents' pay structure. They're changing the way agents are paid. I know that there's, there's details to it to get, to find out those details guys and find out why I switched and why I talk about it all the time and why I'm so damn excited to be with eXp right now before they become one of the biggest brokerages, go over to massiveagentpodcast.com slash eXp, massiveagentpodcast.com slash eXp and click play on the video. I'm, we make it so simple because I know you don't want to sit through a sales pitch from me over the phone or something ridiculous like that. Just at, at the comfort of your own home, on your own time, go click play on the video at massiveagentpodcast.com slash exp and find out if exp is for you. It'll explain why when I say that it's changing the way agents are paid and giving additional revenue streams and providing some passive income and financial security, all the stuff I talked about at the beginning that freaks me out of how agents that are relying on leads coming in and their only income is from closing deals, they could be screwed. Their families could be bankrupt or they'd have to go get a new job or something. 
but this provides a huge safety net if you're an eXp Realty agent. All you have to do is watch the video and reach out if it makes sense, because I'd love to work with you. I'm looking for like-minded people. If you're listening to this podcast and you're listening to the end of this episode, even still, you are a like-minded person. I would love to work with you hand in hand, side by side, shoulder to shoulder. We will help you recruit at least your first five agents because um, you know I'm not going anywhere. The great thing about the brokerage is I succeed when you succeed. All right. It's so synergistic. So I want to help you as quickly as possible, get some other agents recruited and I'll help you do it. I'll be on the phone with you. I'll be holding your hand through it so you can get off the ground running quickly. And then we help them to do the same thing. And then pretty soon, if you don't close deals for a few months or you want to take a month off, you're totally cool because you still have money coming in residually. It's a big deal. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm having a blast with this podcast. There's so there's so much going on in our industry right now, whether you're a loan officer or an agent, there's so much turmoil and so much change and so many new exciting things happening that I it's so cool that I have this platform and this soapbox, so to speak, right now um, to kind of like to cover it, you know, just to like put my put my opinions out there and, and my advice and help as many people as I possibly can. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot do this without you. It'd be pointless doing this without you, to be totally honest, if no one was listening. If zero people listen, this would be totally pointless because I really don't like hearing myself talk all that much. But thank you, guys. Have an amazing weekend. Go sell some homes. Go get some leads. Be Make sure you go to leadswebinar.com to register for webinar number two happening on Tuesday, November 13th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I'm telling you, it's going to be so much value that you will get your money's worth times 10. 